Oh, you know, for me, the action is the juice. God damn Vikings! Nobody misses the extra point. It's only had to do one little kick and now I'm ruined? No bitch to me. Bet with your head. No over it. What is happening, guys? Welcome to The Juice, the serious gambling podcast for the not-so-serious gambler. Here we go, going into week 11. We're on the downhill slide of the regular season and looking forward to another big week. Had a good week of props. We're going to do the recap here in just a minute. I just take the beginning of the show to quickly remind you that this show is streamed live on the Player Profiler YouTube channel Friday nights, 10 p.m.-ish, tonight a little early. And it's also streamed on the Player Profiler Podcast Network. You find that super early Saturday mornings. We try to get it out at 12.01 a.m. Saturday. So you get the show super early. This is one of two shows that I'm doing here on the network at Player Profiler. The other show being my show, The Dynasty Warzone. Been doing that show for just over five years, almost six years, with my co-host Jerry Sinclair. And uh, Dynasty season is right around the corner. We are a couple of months away from starting our rookie conversation. We'll do some look backs at this current class from 2023. We'll dive into the class of 2024. A lot going on. So when everything else in fantasy football and football content in general starts slowing down, the dynasty business gets really, really good. So make sure you're subscribed everywhere. Player Profiler, Dynasty Warzone, YouTube channels, podcast channels, and if you do, you'll never miss really good shows like the Dynasty Roundtable. Speaking of Dynasty, the boys over the Dynasty Roundtable always keeping the Dynasty content fresh, and they drop every week as well, also on the Player Profiler YouTube channel and podcast channel. So there you go. There's the promotion. There's the uh, the rundown, if you will. Let's get a quick word from someone else from Player Profiler, the Podfather, and we'll start the recap. Oh, I see it every day online, every single day. Hey, that looks like a great fantasy team in an eight-team league. Oh, I wish I could be in a league with you, right? Well, guess what? Now you can respond with, sure, let's play on Battle. That's the beauty of this platform. This new Battle platform standardizes all position scoring. So you just load your team and you challenge your friend, your colleague, Twitter troll, and you can browse other teams and issue challenges. Battle is revolutionizing fantasy football. And with code UNDERWORLD, you get a $100 instant deposit match plus a free $10. So even if you deposit 20, you get 50. Think about that. So go to Betel.com, the code is UNDERWORLD. Betel.com, the code is UNDERWORLD. Or click a link in the description. It's fun to be right. Yep, and the one thing about Betel that is very accurate is that it does not take much time to upload your teams into their app. It's pretty quick, and quick is good. I mean, not in everything, but uh, quick, there you go. Quick recap, quick promotion, Betel, Dynasty Warzone, Dynasty Roundtable, boom, out of the way. Promo code is Underworld with our friends at Betel. 
Uh, first thing I always like to recap is Survivor. Now, my entry bit the dust when the Philadelphia Eagles could not manage to beat the New York Jets. Uh, I'm not bitter, but I but I am. Um, but but I've still been playing it similar to if I were still alive. Um, the largest Survivor contest in the world is the one at Circa Las Vegas. It's the Circa Survivor. They started this thing with 9,000-plus entries. They're currently down to 609. The, the Bengals last week were the big, the big one that, that really cost a lot of people. The Bengals last week losing to, at home to Houston cost them 422 survivors. So drops it down to 609 of the original 9,267. So the implied value, if you will, of Circus Survivor, if you have one of those live 609 tickets, is currently $15,216. So th this is the whole point of why I, I would play Survivor. And next year, I would really love to play in the circuit. The problem is, is, is you also have to hire a proxy because you have to do this through Las Vegas, from, from my understanding. So I, I would be very interested to do it, but like there's a, a secondary marketplace called Survivor Sweat. You can find it on Twitter at X at Survivor Sweat. And they're always talking about the marketplace where people are literally selling their live circus survivor tickets. They're talking about ones going for 18 grand, 13 grand, 25 grand. And and you may ask. Well, why would one go for thirteen thousand and one go for twenty five thousand? Comes down to who you have left. If you have an entry and you've been hitting real well, like that's the way mine started. I had managed to use Seattle. I had used the Giants. I had used the Commanders. Uh, I was cruising right along. I was just starting to use the big name teams. Philadelphia was the one that cost me. And, and to be very transparent and honest, had Philadelphia not gotten me that week. Buffalo would have gotten me the next week. So I was just starting to use my big teams. Uh, and, and that's why one team, like if you've already burned up Baltimore and the the Eagles and Kansas City and the Cowboys, if you've burned up a lot of really good teams, then it's going to be harder for that entry to survive. So that's where the market marketplace fluctuation comes from. Uh, last week was tough. I, I said last week on the show, like for me, the only lock last week on the board was Dallas. Dallas did win. They they literally kicked the shit out of the New York Giants. And then, then I said my ballsy plays, and I felt pretty good about this one. I, I was proud when I was doing my recap this morning. The Colts at New England. Uh, if Mac Jones wasn't terrible, I'd probably get that one wrong. And then I then I said I actually called on the show last week. I called my shot. I said the Bengals hosting Houston, hosting the Texans was a ballsy play. And as we can see that that cost about 40, 45% of the, the survivors uh, from last week down to this week. So they're down to 609. We'll continue to spend a few minutes every week on Circa Survivor. Uh, I will give you a couple this week. This week's kind of loaded depending on what you have left. If you're doing a survivor type pool, uh, we do one at, at where I work and we just pick every game, no spread. Uh, most most accurate uh, wins the money. Uh, for me, week 11, uh, I'm going to start calling the, the the teams you got. Smoke them if you got them because once you smoke them, they're gone. Uh, the Dolphins, if you have the Dolphins left, they're hosting the Raiders, almost a two-touchdown favorite. 
Same with Dallas. If you didn't use Dallas, I'm, I'm really trying to avoid using Dallas this week. Out of all of the Thursday night games, maybe you have Detroit left, maybe, but I, I don't think you want to try to pick one on the Seattle-San Francisco side. So I'm trying to save Dallas, but if you if you have to burn Dallas, Carolina is a great matchup to do so. Uh, the Commandos, if you didn't use them earlier in the season like I did when they played Arizona, now against Tommy DeVito and the Giants would be a great, a great place to use them. Uh, and then the ones that I'll say take a little bit more testicular fortitude, a little bit more balls, if you will. Steelers at the Browns. And I know you're thinking DTR, you know, Thompson Robinson, he's going to be the quarterback. But these games, I mean, we've seen Tyler Huntley win division games. This is the AFC North. This is black and blue. So if you're going to take the Steelers, I understand. But remember, it's ballsy. The Lions host in Chicago. Uh, I heard a stat today. The Lions are like 11 games in a row covering the spread against the NFC North in the division. That's going back almost three full seasons, which you think the Lions got good last year, but they've been on this trend for a while. Justin Fields coming back, so I think it, but they but they are a seven point dog, and you know with the, with the Bears. So if you take the Lions, I still feel it takes uh, some balls. Same thing with the Jags. I, I this would be a game where we saw the the Texans go into Jacksonville and beat the Jags. But if you're feeling desperate, maybe you've burnt up a lot of good picks. Maybe you don't have the Commanders, the Cowboys, you know the Dolphins. Maybe the Jags are who you're going to burn, and then the Broncos hosting. The Vikings. I think the, the the Broncos are getting hot at the right time. Their defense looks pretty good. And I'm not so sure about Josh Dobbs on the road. So those would be my ballsy plays, Steelers, Lions, Jags, Broncos. So that is our Survivor segment. We're going to move right along to the Pick'em Palooza. Now remember, this is not betting advice. This is betting information. This is a contest that I am currently doing over at pregame.com. Maybe you're doing one similar. You have to pick five games against the spread. And remember, these lines come out on Sunday night. Now, you can't get a lot down. They come out, I think, like 7 p.m. Eastern, and those are the openers. And between Sunday night and the time that I make these picks on Friday, every pro, wannabe, sharp, and bookmaker in the world are – sharpening these lines up so that they get tougher and tougher. I have to lock my contest picks in by Sunday. I do it on Friday so that I can share it with you guys. But like I said, I, I wouldn't, I personally, I would never bet five sides and totals in a given week. I, I would cherry pick two or three. Um, I didn't do it this week, but I I'll tell you what, I, I will start star ranking these or power ranking the five when I do next week's show. Uh, I have talked to my, uh, my my buddies here at Player Profiler. Might do a Thanksgiving-only edition of the juice for you guys. Maybe a small one, but that way you have a little uh, gambling content to listen to as you, you know, you're heading over to grandma's or your in-laws or wherever you have to go. And that way you have a little, uh, little something to uh, think about as you prepare to make wagers on the Thanksgiving Day games. Uh, a recap last week real quick. Uh, the worst pick I made all day was the Saints. Um, they lost Derek Carr, but it didn't really matter in my opinion. They were going to lose that game outright. Jameis made it interesting. You know, Jameis does Jameis things. He 
He throws two interceptions, but he throws two touchdowns. He, he was good for Chris Olave if you're a fantasy gamer. So it's fine. It was just a bad pick. Um, the Bengals obviously, you know, killed a lot of survivor entries, and they killed me. I was like, you're, 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 you know, you're five and you're five and three. You know, you need this win, and to get beat at home. And no shade towards C.J. Stroud, or and I, I really am loving D'Amico Ryan's as a head coach. The Bengals, you can't lose this game. You have to win that game knowing that on Thursday night you play the Ravens. Doesn't really matter. The Bengals season is basically over. They've lost Joe Burrow for the season. Uh, they're just like this team and the Jets. And the the the, the Jets were the one. Like this, this is the entry that I feel like I should have won. This is the one that I feel like they blew it more than I blew it. But that's what you get when you back the Jets. The goddamn Jets. The goddamn Jets. Zach Wilson steps out of the bounds at the two. Okay, okay, no problem. Um, that touchdown gets called back. No, no worries. Brees Hall up the gut. No problem. Touchdown. But wait, CJ Uzoma with a hold can't convert three points. That was a bummer. That was a that that was a a big bummer. And uh, the Lions, the Lions got me my one push for the week last week. They they got me the. Uh, the the three points again that's a getting the best of the number when that number dropped uh the sunday before the game that game opened at the lions minus one when i hit submit on the contest it was minus three i thought the lions would cover it and they looked well on their way um but but not thrilled coming off of a one and three in one week uh it pushes us back a little bit on the season Five and zero in week nine, one three and one in week ten on the season. Twenty two, twenty four and four. How do you have four pushes? Four pushes, two games below five hundred. But uh, I'm ready to to persevere. Um, I mentioned earlier the the Steelers. Um, I will go ahead and share my pick so you guys can watch along on YouTube. Um, the Steelers, Steelers at home against the Browns. This is the spot. Um, I think it's going to be low scoring. I think you're talking like 14-10, 13-10, 17-13. I think this is an ugly game. I think both of these defenses are good. Cleveland could be the best defense in the league, and they're definitely going to want to step up now that you know Dorian Thompson-Robinson is the starter. No Deshaun Watson. And by the way, I am not a Deshaun Watson fan. How could you be after the story of Deshaun Watson? But Deshaun Watson played the second half of that game with a high ankle sprain and a broken bone in his shoulder. And he went 14 for 14 and led the Brownies to a comeback win. So uh, just a little side note there. You, you, you despise the human, but you applaud the effort. Uh, but no more Deshaun Watson this year. Uh, so I'm going to take the Steelers. I think I'm getting a, a wacky number. I think this was a weird contest number. But when you want dubs, you, you chase dubs. I have the Steelers plus one and a half. You can see it right here on YouTube. That is a plus. That is a one. That is a half. I am getting the Steelers plus one and a half because it's a contest line, not a real line. The Chargers. The Chargers are at, on the road. Every time I, I I trust the Chargers, they 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 tend to get the – they, they, they tend to get the best of me. Be a judgment. 
and maybe it is bad judgment going with the Chargers, but I just don't think the the Green Bay Packers can really score the same way that the the uh, the Lions did on the Chargers last week. So I'm going to lay the field goal. If this was three and a half, I would not be on this game. So I'll take the Chargers, lay in the three and a half. Uh, next game, as long as the Rams are getting points against the Seahawks, I don't care where the game's playing. I had this one earlier in the season in week one. I took the Rams. You know, think about the years where it's like John Walford and injured quarterbacks and the Rams just beat the Seahawks. This one's at home. They're coming off of the bye. They should have Matt Stafford back, should have Cooper Cup, you know, pretty well healthy, and they could be getting Kyron Williams back off of the IR. I like the Rams in this spot. I like the Rams at home getting points. So I think the Rams win this one outright. I don't think it's going to be a tie. So I'm going to take the Rams plus the one. And then I mentioned the Broncos. I really like the way that defense has been playing. Uh, not that holding Buffalo to 22 points with some great shakes because Buffalo's offense has been to a degree scuffling. And I know the Broncos gave up the 70. And I know Josh Dobbs has been great, but he's got to go on the road Sunday night football in the weather, on the grass, against the team playing really well. I've got some other action from this game later, but I am going to take the the Broncos minus two. And then Monday night football. I mean, I guess if I'm going to have to pick five, if I have to pick five, I might as well pick five really good ones because I'm going to take the Kansas City Chiefs laying two and a half. If this was three, three and a half, fine. I'm just going to be on the right side of history. I, I said this a couple of weeks ago. And when the Chiefs played the Dolphins, and I'll say it again now, when Patrick Mahomes is either an underdog or or giving up less than three points, he's like a 75% winner. Then you get to add in the trend of Andy Reid coming off of the bye. I know Philadelphia had the bye too. I know that's a good team. The game's in Arrowhead. I think the Chiefs' defense is going to be the difference maker. So again, Patrick Mahomes, just I'm going to follow the trend. Patrick Mahomes laying less than than a field goal. I'm going to lay the two and a half with the Chiefs. So to recap my contest picks real quick, got the uh, Steelers in a contest line with the Steelers. Now you're laying two, but I got them at plus one and a half. I have the Chargers minus three at Green Bay. I have the Rams at home playing the Seahawks. I'm taking the Rams plus the one. I'm going to lay the two with the home Broncos. I, I like the way that team's trending. And then finally, the Chiefs at home giving up less than a field goal, giving up two and a half to the Philadelphia Eagles. little Super Bowl rematch, Monday night football. For those of us on the East Coast, we will all be tired on Tuesday morning. All right, I am going to jump into my player props. I'm going to continue to do the player props a little bit differently. But I'm going to bring you guys some more player props. And if you want to play player props, try it with our friends at Underdog. It has been two years since Josh Larkey paved the way for fantasy gamers to start expecting positive returns from Pick'em games, specifically Underdog Pick'ems. And how do you do it? Well, you look at the slate and you find a great shootout or a sneaky shootout. You also look for a shit show game. Three, four, five. Six guys in one game. That's right. You can do it. You can do it. And you can 100x your payout on Underdog. Think about week one. 
Jets-Bills was a shit show. Did we see the Aaron Rodgers injury coming? No, but we knew the Jets have a good defense. We knew the Bills have a good defense. Why not expect the worst? And the worst is what we got. So if you had gone Dalvin Cook less than, Garrett Wilson less than, Aaron Rodgers less than, Josh Allen less than, Gabriel Davis less than, boom, 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 boom. You can go six for six. Same thing in week two. Oh, week two. Oh, sneaky shootout there in Philadelphia. Minnesota's going to be in comeback mode. So we'll go Cousins, Jefferson, Hawkinson, more than. Madison, less than. But also, Swift, more than. Boom, 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 boom. That's how you do it with the underdog pickums, And you use promo code UNDERWORLD to get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. You put in 100 underdog matches that deposit up to 100 bucks with promo code UNDERWORLD. Go start picking. Yeah, and basically what underdog has you doing is, you know, you're picking little mini parlays, and, and that's totally cool. The one thing you want to look for is those that are correlated, and more importantly, those that are sneaky correlated. You know, um, one that I heard on a different podcast yesterday was Joe Burrow against the Ravens had a real low yards per attempt but they had he had a like a 260 yard passing prop well to do that he would have had to have passed the ball like 37 times and his passing attempts prop was like 33 so the over was you know kind of there so if you look for that correlation and and if you look for little little trends and and follow the right people like this show um We'll, we'll, we'll keep you going on the Pickums. Uh, again, shout out to our friends at Underdog. So last week on the Pickums, I did something new, and I'm going to do something similar this week. Last week, I picked a game, or excuse me, I picked a prop that I liked in every window, and then I gave you a second one that I liked. So I, I had an official pick. So like last weekend, we had the last of the international games. We had the 9A, the 1 p.m., 4 p.m., 8 p.m. Sunday night, and then Monday night football. Gave you five official props, and I gave you five props that I liked. Finished three and two on both. Um, 9 a.m., I had JT over his receptions number. Had one catch, and that was really frustrating. It was it was there, but they didn't use it. Um, and then I had Hunter Henry over his yardage prop. He got within like nine yards, so it wasn't a complete and utter miss. Uh, it's just, he got Mac Jones. We had, we had a Mac Jones problem. So I started off, uh, and two there. Uh, then I had Will Levis. He missed that prop by, I think it was 15 and a half yards. It just, again, rookie on the road. Um, but my, but the prop I liked at one o'clock last week was George Kittle over 39 and a half yards. I think he almost two and a half times that he had a, a big game against the Jags. So that was a, a hit. Uh, in the four o'clock window, I had Trey McBride over three and a half receptions. He almost hit that on the first drive. He had three catches on the very first drive. Uh, so that ended up being a hit for me as well. The prop that I liked in the, the, the four o'clock hour was, uh, JSN Jackson Smith and Jigba over three and a half receptions as well. He hit that. No problem. Uh, Sunday night official bet on the game was Brees Hall over two and a half receptions, and this one was a nail-biter, but he got it home, and that was a hit. And then uh, the one that I liked in the Sunday night game was Aiden O'Connell, under 206 passing yards. That was a hit as well. 
Um, then Monday night football, I had uh, Javante Williams as my official uh, over 17 and a half receiving yards. He did that on the very first catch he had of the night. He tacked on a couple of others. That was an easy one. And then uh, Dalton Kincaid was the one that I liked. I was like, or I, I mentioned, um, I liked over five and a half receptions. He finished with five. So on official plays last week, I was three and two. On non-official plays last week, I was three and two. That brings my season to date record to 17 and 15, two bets above 500. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you five more that I like, and I'm going to give you five more that are just okay. You know, the, the, these are not official. So I'll have five official plays. We'll call them five leans. So here's five likes. I'm going to bet these. Here's five that I'm leave, leaning toward, and I'm going to give you four in the one o'clock set of win, you know, game that window. I'll give you a couple for the 4 p.m. I'll give you a couple for Sunday night football, and I'll give you something for Monday night football to kind of get you through so you can enjoy these games and uh, you can uh, you can take them how you will. I will share my screen right here real quick. And my first one might be my favorite one of the week. This is Jerome Ford over 49 and a half rushing yards. Uh, when you see a number you don't understand, you either stay away from it or take advantage of it. And I don't understand this number. Jerome Ford played these Pittsburgh Steelers once before. Um, and this was the Nick Chubb game, the game that Nick Chubb blew out his knee. Nick Chubb had 60-some-odd yards rushing in that game, and Jerome Ford had 106. And now his prop is only 49 and a half. And I get the, the DTR corollary, but Jerome Ford had 16 rushes in this game last time. And if he gets 16 rushes, he has to average, what, 3.2 yards a rush? Very doable because Pittsburgh is sneaky, not very good against the rush this year. Pittsburgh has allowed 100 yards rushing in every game but one this year. And they're the sixth worst defense in the league against the run. Don't know about Minka Fitzpatrick. I think you're going to see a healthy dose of Jerome Ford. If you're looking for a little bit of your own, if you're doing your own legwork as you're betting these, they didn't have one posted on BetMGM Grand earlier when I was doing my work, but I was looking for a rush attempts number. I think I would be very comfortable with everything going over anything 15 and a half. Uh, once you get to that 15 and a half, I think it gets a little bit dicey. But I love this one. This is my one of my two official uh, one o'clock bets. I'm going Jerome Ford over 49 and a half rush yards, lay a buck 20. Uh, and then my second official one o'clock bet is Jameer Gibbs over 24 and a half receiving yards. Now, here's a fun one. I mentioned the Jerome Ford. If you want to, you know, look at his rush attempts prop when it, when it, if, if and when it posts. Uh, here's another fun one. Now, I didn't post it. Chicago has given up the fifth fewest running back rush yards of the season. Their defense has played incredibly well, especially since week five going forward. But on the season, they've still given up the third most running back catches, and the Bears have given up the most running back receiving yards. I like the way that the Lions have been integrating Jameer Gibbs into the passing game. Uh, if you wanted to get cute and do a little same-game parlay here, you could go David Montgomery under his rushing prop and Jameer Gibbs over his receiving prop. That's sneaky correlated based on what we know about the, the Bears' defense. 
But that is my my second official one o'clock pick. And then a couple of likes. I got a couple of likes for you. Uh, I've got Luke Musgrave here. Whoops, I shot right by my my mark here. Luke Musgrave over 28 and a half receiving yards. This is my like of the one o'clock window. My lean. I got to use that word lean. Pretty simple. The Chargers have given up the the fourth most passing yards to the tight end this season. And they're giving up an average of 6.5 receptions to the the tight end position. I think Musgrave is going to be involved. And I I think this is a good prop. His uh, receptions prop was two and a half. I like that as well. And then another like, and and this is just more of a a narrative base. I don't have as much data outside of the fact that Carolina has given up 13 rushing touchdowns this year. 13. That's a lot of rushing touchdowns by any team to have given up already this year. I like Tony, and you. This is the first time I've ever even mentioned anytime touchdown, but I like Tony Pollard anytime touchdown. I think after all of the aerial fireworks last week and not getting in the end zone, I think the Cowboys will be making a collective effort to get him in the end zone. I also liked Rico uh, Dwaddle. His uh, rushing yardage prop was 27 and a half. But my two official, 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 official plays for the one o'clock window are going to be Jerome Ford over 49 and a half rush yards, Jameer Gibbs over 25, 24.5 receiving yards. So there you go. That gets you through the one o'clock window. Let's go to four o'clock. Four o'clock. Maybe my other favorite bet of the week. This is my official bet for the four o'clock window. I'm going Debo Samuel under four and a half catches, and you have to lay a buck uh, 45. Um, now, this is a DraftKings. I hear at Player Profiler, we have we have no bet, no affiliation with DraftKings. This is just the number. When I looked at this up earlier on BetMGM Grand, it was three and a half, and, 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 and that's like where I wouldn't have been comfortable with this. I love, I love four and a half. This is a DraftKings number. If you're in a DraftKings state, go get this. See what Underdog has. Uh, bet MGM Grand, they could have moved theirs. I love, I'll lay the juice. I love the under four and a half. First of all, in every game he's played, he's not hit this since week three. He's not even have five targets in a game. He would need five for me to lose this. He's not even had five targets since week three. Tampa Bay has given up a lot of yards, so I would not be surprised. I wouldn't touch his yardage prop. But they've only given up the 10th most receptions. I think we've seen the – Debo is like more of like the gadget guy. They're going to mix him in stuff. He'll probably get two or three catches, four or five rushes. He'll be involved in this game. But for me, I'm going Debo under four and a half receptions. I'm laying a dollar forty-five juice, and I'm doing it at DraftKings this time. Speaking of DraftKings, I'm going to stay at DraftKings and I'm going to go back to my guy, Brees Hall. This is my lean. This is my, I'm going to lean just a little bit toward this one right here, but I'm going to lean Brees Hall over three and a half receptions. I was hoping we were still going to get that two and a half reception number that Brees has won for us a couple of times this year, but they've they've gotten hip to what we're doing. It's now up to three and a half. I still like it. I'm still going to lean to it. The Jets released Michael Carter, and the first time the Jets played the Bills, the running backs did have six catches. And one of the guys who had a couple of those catches 
He's now in Arizona in Michael Carter. So I think the Jets realize they screwed up on Sunday not getting Brees Hall more involved in the in the passing game. And I think they remedy that this week. So that's my lean in the four o'clock hour going under Debo, under four and a half receptions, and over Brees Hall, three and a half receptions. That's my like and my lean. Let's go to Sunday night football, a little Sunday nighter. So this way you can just keep going. You got a little something to take for every game window. Um, this is my official play. Um, Javante Williams, over two and a half receptions. Maybe Javante is the new Brees Hall. I love this number. This is a great number. Again, this is a DraftKings number, and it's heavy on the juice. If it was three and a half, wouldn't be on the card, or at least it wouldn't be my official Sunday night bet. I'm, I'm happy to lay the juice. I'm going to bet enough to get one full unit in return. Uh, so I'm going to be betting approximately 1.75 units um, to win one. Totally on board with that. That's that's where I want to be. Um, Javante Williams over two and a half receptions. Also on Sunday night, going back to uh, going back to the Broncos side of the ball. I uh, can't really see this on YouTube. I apologize, but it's Cortland Sutton over four and a half receptions, and you get plus one hundred five. So you get just a little bit back. You bet ten bucks, you get ten fifty back. Um, just like the way that I, I've I've seen the the offense come together in in Denver. Uh, this was the coming off the second game where Cortland Sutton had eight plus targets. And he was the one who posted, if you didn't see it online, look for Cortland Sutton, Russell Wilson apology form. He wrote the Russell Wilson uh, apology form. Stephen A. Smith commented on it. But I think there's a vibe there. Uh, did some some weird extrapolation, you know, just kind of extrapolated out where Cortland Sutton would be if he stays on the pace that he is right now. He's on pace to finish with 77 catches. It's pretty good. You know, that's that's, you know, Anything around 80 is, is is a pretty nice season for a wide receiver. He's on pace for 13 touchdowns, but he's only on pace for like 818 yards. It's wild, but that's all right. This is a receptions prop. I think Russ is going to continue to feed him. So I'm going to go over as my like on this game. So again, same thing. I'm going official bet Javante Williams over. Two and a half receptions, and I'm going as my like, my lean, Cortland Sutton over four and a half receptions there. Uh, Monday night football, Monday night, Super Bowl rematch. I am going Isaiah Pacheco under 49 and a half receiving yards. This one right here is, is, is pretty simple for me. Uh, exactly three running backs all season have exceeded 50 yards rushing against the Chiefs. And it's been guys like Tony Pollard, Kyron Williams, and Brian Robinson. Once. Brian Robinson did it once. He didn't do it twice when they played two times. He did it once. And the most rushing yards this Eagles team has given up all year is 59. This is 49 and a half. I think this becomes more of a shootout. I was looking at some, some Rishi Rice props because the Eagles have been generous to the wide receivers, but they have been absolutely stingy against the running back. So I am going under 49 and a half rush yards for Isaiah Pacheco. And my lean in this game is going to be DeAndre Swift over two and a half receptions. He's, he's had about 
two in every game. I think he had one game with one. But I just think that's how, that's how this game is going to be played. And I think it's going to be a lot more about the passing game and a lot less about the running game. I think both teams will abandon the run. The running backs, they do include. They'll involve them more in the passing game. If this number was three and a half, I would either be on the under or over or would just leave it alone. Uh, but I'm going to go my, – my lean in this game is DeAndre Swift over – Two and a half receptions. So there you go. I'll give you my official bets. You can go back and re-listen. There's a rewind function on your on your podcast device for a reason. So I'm going over Jerome Ford, 49 and a half rush yards, over Jameer Gibbs, 24 and a half receiving yards. I'm going under Debo Samuel, four and a half receptions. Sunday night, I like Javante Williams over two and a half receptions and then my my lean in that game I, I had Sunday night on the mind from from last Sunday when the the Jets were on there the Jets always get me the goddamn Jets and then uh finally Monday night football official bet Isaiah Pacheco under 49 and a half rush yards there you go guys sorry about the little flub up there in in the middle um podcast listeners will be wondering what the hell I'm I'm talking about but there you go uh, five props, five leans gives you 10 things to think about. Think about that correlation. You know, wh- what are the books not seen? What do you know as an experienced football fan, dynasty gamer, better? What what do you know? Um, is it a yards per carry? Is it a yards per attempt? Is it air yards? Is there something that you can take advantage of to, to go out there and do it? I'll tell you, there's a great set of resources you can use at Pro Football Reference. I use a lot of that. DVOA, yards per attempt, all that stuff. Use those tools, find that correlation, then then make your player props. But there you go. There's a show. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And I'll be back here maybe on Wednesday, definitely on Friday next week. Um, Since I may not see you again unless you listen to the Dynasty Warzone, hope you have a safe holiday. Um, Go eat some turkey, travel safe, uh, enjoy the time with the family. Hopefully you don't have to work. even even retails off on Thanksgiving. So enjoy the football. Great games. All right, two good games, and then what should be a really good game. Uh, you got Seattle and San Francisco as the nightcap. You've got the Cowboys and the Commanders. Should be some fireworks there. And then Packers-Lions, we'll see. And then don't forget the first ever Black Friday game. So the NFL is doing us a solid, giving us plenty of football. You guys enjoy the weekend, and uh, I'll see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. See you guys. Think you're wheezing little juice? No, wheezing the juice. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. We won a game yesterday. We win one today, that's two in a row. We win one tomorrow, that's called a winning streak.